Okay, uh, good morning everyone. So today the message is uh, Encountering God. Okay, so we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 6. Okay, and the title is Encountering God. And have you experienced a tragedy where you experience a great loss or a great pain in your life? You see, a, trage- a tragedy is when we, you know, it, it can be when we lose our spouse suddenly, or when, you know, our child meets an accident and he may die, or when our business suddenly closes, or when we get fired from a high-paying job, or when we get cancer, and so on and so forth. Tragedy can happen to any one of us at any time without warning. No, when tragedy comes into our life, wala naman warning to eh. But at the same time, it is during the tragedies of our life when we encounter God. Again, it is in the tragedies of our lives, in the, of our experiences, when we encounter God. And in Isaiah 6, it opens with a tragedy. In verse 1, it said, In the year that King Uzziah died. Now, before we go to Isaiah encountering God, let's establish uh, when this happened first and why this is important for us to understand. You see, in the year that King Uzziah died, this was a tragedy, tragedy for Isaiah. Because Uzziah, King Uzziah, was the only king that the prophet Isaiah knew and served under. So who was King Uzziah? Uh, if you want to learn more, you could go to 2 Chronicles 26. No? Nandun yung buhay ni King Uzziah. 2 Chronicles 26. But I'll just give a summary of his life. Okay? In 2 Chronicles 26, King Uzziah was described as a good king. Actually, he was one of the better kings. Talagang magaling siya. Okay? He ruled for 52 years and was a king at a very young age. He feared God, so lahat ng ginawa niya, God made it successful. But that's such a, so such a blessing that everything he did, God made it successful. He was a great farmer. No? Plantito siya. Magaling. No, he was a great military tactician. Palagi siyang panalo. Kahit na he looks uh, the underdog, he still wins. He was a great king. But with great power also came great fame. He became very famous because he was very good. But with, with fame, there also came pride. Nagkaroon ng pride. And he disobeyed God. He disobeyed God by entering the temple and burning incense, which was prohibited. Bawal yun in the Old Testament. It was only the priests who can burn incense. And instantly, when King Uzziah disobeyed God, okay, he was stricken with leprosy. He was casted out, and that was his punishment. With that one mistake, he was punished. So in the Old Testament, a person who gets leprosy was separated from the others again. Now, if you get leprosy in the Old Testament, you're separated. And every time 
a person who has leprosy encounters another person, no? um, kailangan sabihin nung taong may leprosy, no? I am unclean, I am unclean. No? Kailangan, diba? Nakahiya, no? Kailangan mo sabihin, I am unclean, I am unclean. Okay? And I think, and that I think has significance as Isaiah, when he sees the vision of the Lord, says, woe is me because I am undone for I am a man of unclean lips. Uzziah then is an illustration of a man who is great or who was great by the power of God, but who falls terribly because of disobedience. So now in the year that King Uzziah died as an outcast, Isaiah also saw the Lord. And it is usually in these times of tragedy, it is when we encounter God. So suddenly, Isaiah sees a vision from the Lord. Okay, wait. Uh. Okay, Isaiah sees a vision from the Lord. It says, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. With two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. So at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. See, the message from the Lord is this. King Uzziah has died and he is no more. But don't lose hope for there is a king who will never fall. That is the Lord's message to, to Isaiah. Uzziah was a great king, but he died. He sinned, but there is one king who does not sin who is the everlasting king, and it is the Lord our God. So what did Isaiah see in the vision? He saw the Lord. He saw the train of his robe filling the temple. Can you just imagine, no? Uh, this, this is the temple, and the Lord is here, and his temple, his robe fills the whole temple. So it means, no, he, the Lord is telling uh, Isaiah that God is everywhere. God is powerful. God is awesome. Now, sometimes yung word na awesome, overuse siya, no? Kasi nagagamit siya sa mga games, nagagamit siya sa mga basketball, nagagamit siya saan-saan. But the word awesome, no? It really means, you know, um, sobrang you're in awe of God. Okay? And this word is what can describe itong scene na to. It was such an awesome scene for Isaiah to see God in all His glory. And there were angels called seraphim, you know, and the job of the seraphims was to praise God. That's their job. Okay? And the seraphims themselves were not worthy to see God. That's why they covered, you know, they covered themselves. So if there's one attribute of God, that best describes himself. No, maraming attributes si God. But the pinaka-attribute that I think that best describes God is His holiness. Holiness. 
And God is holy, meaning He is set apart, meaning He is different from us humans. He is unique, and we are nothing compared to Him. And this is what Isaiah saw in his encounter with God. So what happened when Isaiah uh, had a fresh encounter with God? Okay, first, he was, oh, uh, I forgot to share this. Ito yung ano lang leprosy. No, kung gusto nyo makita, ang leprosy meron pa pala ngayon, but it can be cured na. But it's something like this. No, yun, kita mo yung kamay na ganyan. So it's something that's very scary. Okay, at the same time, uh, but today it can be healed. Okay? But it's not something daw na nakahawa agad. You have to stay with the person for a long time before you can get infected. Okay? So that's leprosy. Just in case you're interested to know, uh, look at your seatmate. Tignan mo. Meron ba siyang leprosy? Okay? So ingat ta, ingat. Okay. So we're gonna go to our first point. No? Um, what happened uh, when Isaiah had a fresh encounter with God? He was convicted. He was convicted of his sin. You see, in verse uh, 5, it says, Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. You see, when we have a fresh encounter with God, we realize how holy He is and how unworthy we are to be in His presence. When we see God for who He is, then we realize how sinful and unclean we are. When we see God, that is when we see our true selves. Now, I, I always go back to um, the day I encountered God when I was 13 years old. Now, uh, I think I've said this many times. There was a pastor who said, you are a sinner and you need a savior. And that's, that struck me. And that's when I saw the Lord for who he is. He was holy and I was unworthy. And I thought about it for two to three days in that camp. You know, I was thinking about that. You know, am I worthy to be a follower of Christ or not? It took me three days to ponder about the thought of how can a holy God send His Son to die for an, a, a sinner like me? See, when we see God, that is when we truly see our true selves. And if you see your true selves compared to God, you will be convicted or you should be convicted of your sin. Just like Isaiah, when he was in the presence of God, he saw his unworthiness. He saw his true self. He was a sinner, a man of unclean lips. Okay? And, you know, if we repent, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then, um, when we see God's holiness and how perfect he is and how much he loves us, we will be so ashamed of our sins. So there will be that conviction in our hearts to repent because we are not worthy to be saved. So I'd like to ask us this morning is, when was the last time you were in the presence of the Lord? When was the last time that you opened the scriptures, 
he opened the Bible and said, Oh God, give me a vision of yourself. You see, the common sin of us believers today, including me, is the callousness in our worship. Callousness means we are hard-hearted. We are insensitive. We have heard so much that sometimes naging ano na, pusong bato na. No matter how the Lord speaks to us, we are not moved anymore. We are not moved anymore. Is this the status of our hearts today? Have we become callous in our worship of the Lord? You see, the second point okay, in, in our passage today is um, if you are convicted of your sins, it should lead us to repentance and to be cleansed of our sins. In verse 6, it says, Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with thongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Now what Isaiah meant was at the altar that the sacrifice was burned, the sacrifice was slain, and the body of the sacrificial animal was placed upon the fire. And then the fires burned the sacrificial animal. Now all of that was designed to represent ultimately the work of our Lord Jesus Christ. For you see, Jesus is the Lamb of God and He was slain at Calvary. And now by virtue of what happened at Calvary, those who put their trust in Jesus Christ have once and for all been forgiven. You see, everything that we have from God is related to the cross. Without shedding of blood, there is no remission. No forgiveness. Okay? And Isaiah the prophet, a man who had known God, is a man who realizes what he is because of what he has seen. And as he cries out in confession, there comes immediately cleansing. So to encounter God is to be in the presence of God. So what happens when we encounter God? There should be conviction of our sins. And it should lead us to repentance, and we will be cleansed immediately. You see, to encounter God and to be in His presence is a spiritual discipline. Now, we must see the importance of being in the presence of God. Okay? And I hope we could really practice you know, um, having a focused time with the Lord on our own. Okay? It means... Uh, Put away your cell phone, you know, put away your uh, whatever TV, turn it off, just your Bible, your pen, and be in the presence of God. Open the scriptures and ask the Lord to reveal the things that He wants you to learn from Him. The third point is when we encounter God, we'll be called. You know? And in verse 8, immediately when... Um, Isaiah was cleansed. He heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. 
So therefore, I believe that is one of the reasons we do not encounter God today is because of our sins in our life. A lot of us today, we have put our trust in Jesus Christ. And we know that we will go to heaven. Diba? But that's it. We don't want any more responsibility. I'm a believer. I've accepted Jesus. But once you are challenged to serve, next time na lang, ayah. I'm busy ako eh. Ay, yung anak ko eh. Ay, kailangan ko magtrabaho. Okay? So you, you hear all of this stuff. And alam mo, all of this stuff are valid. Di ba? Kasi everyone's busy. Okay? But you see, God's call is there. But it is a call for volunteers to be servants of the Holy God. Okay? It's not about guilt-tripping you. Okay? It's not about forcing you to serve, but it has to be a voluntary heart that you want to serve God. And you know, I'll tell you the secret, ah, the only qualification in serving God is your willingness. Yeah. Yun lang yun. Pag willing ka, God will use you. Pag hindi ka willing, kahit sobrang galing ka, wala din magagawa. Ano, wala din magagawa si God. So, when you hear God's call right now, whom shall I send and who will go for us? What does your heart say right now? Do you have the conviction to say, here I am, Lord, send me? Or does your heart here go and say, here am I, Lord, send my seatmate, you know? send my friend. I'm not ready to serve the Lord. Alam um, this is one of the verses that uh, many pastors have answered in their, uh, in their call. You know, um, this is often preached, eh, pag yung mga ano na, altar call na sa camp, ano? here I am, no? uh, pang, whom shall I send? No? Tapos may mga nagtataas. No? Tapos pang nagtaas yung bata, ano pa yan? Ha? Gusto ko, aya, gusto ko. No, kami pa yung mga pastor na minsan, sure ka ba? Parang bata ka pa. <laughs> Naintindihan mo ba? No? Hindi, ayan, sure ako, sure ako. And alam mo, meron talaga. Yung mga nagtataas ng 14 years old, 15 years old, and now they're pastors. No? And yun talaga yung mga pinakamasayang uh, time ng mga pastors. When they see kids who just want to volunteer. Lord, I want Aya to serve him. No? I want, okay, I want to go full time. Okay? And God honors that heart. God honors that heart. And that was also me. No? When I was 14 years old. No? My second, 13, I became a Christian. 14, bumalik ako sa camp. Tapos nagtanong yung pastor, whom shall I send? Ako, ako. No? I want to, I want to. Okay? I want to, sabi ko. And God honored my heart. Okay? God honored that heart. God's call is actually offered to all of us today. But how can we respond if we are living in sin? How can we hear the call of God 
if we have not been in the presence of the Lord for a long time. You see, coming to church sometimes is, um, you think you're healthy because you come to church. Now you think because just like, just because you're coming to church, I'm okay na. Pang check, check. But if you come to church, but you're not really in the presence of the Lord, why come to church? Do you understand? If God opens all of our hearts right now, what will He see? I'm not here to guilt trip kasi hindi na namin trabaho yan, si Lord na yan. But I just want all of us to wake up. You know, we've been coming here for so long. Have we been in the presence of the Lord on our own? Because coming to church is just a response that we love Him, that we serve Him, and that He's a holy God. So God is asking all of us this morning, whom shall I send? And what is your response to God's call? Lastly, when we encounter God, there is a commissioning, okay? There is a, oh, you are commissioned, okay? You are commissioned. Sorry, Dan. Okay. Lastly, when you encounter God, okay, after you are called, after you say, yes, Lord, I want to go, you will be commissioned, meaning there is a task to do. God will give you a task. And God will give you the authority to do it for Him. Now, when we say you are called, you don't have to be a pastor naman. You can be, um, you know, a lay leader, okay? Or you can do ministry wherever God has put you. But the job, no, is clear. No, the job is clear, is we have to go and make disciples. That's our job to go and make disciples wherever God has put you. And if that is something that, you know, you want to do, then you can tell the Lord, Lord, here I am. Send me in my workplace. You know, I want, you know, to go and make disciples. In Isaiah 6 verse 9, uh, ito na yung commissioning niya. Ito yung task ni Isaiah. And God is telling Isaiah, this is your job. Okay, he said, go and tell his people, be ever hearing but never understanding, be ever seeing but never perceiving. Make the heart of these people calloused, make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. Then I said, for how long, Lord? And he answered, until the cities lie ruined and without inhabitant, until the houses are left deserted and the fields ruined and ravaged, until the Lord has sent everyone far away and the land is utterly forsaken. And though a tenth remains in the land, it will again be laid waste. Isaiah had a hard job. 
he was commissioned to preach to a people who will not listen, a people who will not obey, a people who will not repent. In other words, it is possible pala for a people to listen to the Word of God, to listen to the Word of God, and to listen to the Word of God, and still not believe in Jesus. It's possible. Isaiah was commissioned to preach the Word to a generation that would not believe and repent. My friends, to, to summarize the message today, Encountering God will lead us to be convicted of our sins, to repent and be cleansed of our sins, and to hear God's call in your life. Whom shall I send? And are you willing to respond today to the Lord? Here I am, Lord. Use me. Use me wherever I am. Gamitin mo ako, Lord. I'm willing today. And the Lord will instruct you on what you should do or what you will do for Him. That is encountering God. I started the message uh, by saying uh, when tragedy, tragedy strikes, that's when we encounter God. But my question is, do we really want a tragedy to strike before we encounter God? Gusto mo ba basagin ni Lord yung life mo before you want to encounter God? That's up to you. I'll end with this illustration. Our life is like a frosted glass. Okay, a frosted glass is a reflection of how most of us live our lives. This is a picture of a frosted glass. Okay, a frosted glass is intended for the light to get in, but to keep the outside from seeing the inside. Okay, that's the frosted glass. Most of us want, you know, God to shine in our life, but we want our privacy where we don't want to be accountable to God or to anyone. We want to hide our secret sins. In short, we want the blessings of God, but we don't want God to be involved in our life. And this is how most of us Christians live. We construct our lives in such a way that we put a frosted glass in front of us. We want God's light to shine through. It's a frosted glass pala. The light can shine through. But people can't see you clearly. They will see your shadows. You go, oh, that's it. But they don't know what you're looking at. They don't know what you're doing. And I think that's how most of us are living our lives. Encountering God, for me, should be about a transparent glass. Encountering God is about transparency, vulnerability, and accountability. 
It's a discipline of being in the presence of God daily. And this is the need of today. So I hope we will, um, after this message, we could really think and look inside our hearts. What kind of life am I really living? Why do I go to church, really? Am I being in the presence of the Lord? Or is coming to church just a habit, just a ritual, just a checklist? But our heart is so hard that you need the Lord to break it. The challenge today, encounter God and ask the Lord to speak to you to mold you and to, ch and to change you. God bless everyone.